Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on a new generation of radio. The Mightier 1090 AM, SoCal Sports Talk. We are back once again. It's the Charity Stripe segment two. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Alexander Disopolis, Nicholas Snacks, Kreider. And keeping in the theme, we're going to stick with the NFL. The NFL is getting hot, boys. We talked about it on our podcast, which you could go find anywhere on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google, anywhere you get your podcast. We were talking about parody in the NFL. We posed the question on our pod. Are you more excited for the back end of the AFC or the top end of the NFC? Uh, and we quickly came to the conclusion. I mean, Toss, you really hammered that point home that it was a no contest. The back end of the AFC is extremely exciting. What about the back end of the NFC now with the Saints, Vikings, Eagles? Is that something that's, I mean, it, it is intriguing. Is that something that you guys are really excited to what your beak on? Or it's like you really don't care at that point who gets in at that seven seat because they're going to get popped? Yeah, I don't really care, honestly. I think okay. it's really top heavy in the NFC. So, doesn't really matter who gets in there. I mean, mm-hmm. there's really only a couple of teams that I could see really making a run and being a legit um, Super Bowl contender. And that being the Packers, of course, the Bucks, although they looked really suspect last week, and the Rams. I do think the Cowboys could also sneak their way back in there, but they got to start playing better ball. Okay, so we'll, we'll start with you, Nick. Your top five power rankings. Who would your top five power ranking teams? Let's say like in a healthy mix of the teams you think are the best, but also the teams you think are the best <laughs> the teams you think have the best chance to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll start with number one being the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they definitely had a slow start. And, uh, you know, I, I'm one of the first people that say that maybe I was wrong because earlier this season, I definitely said that maybe this isn't their year, but they're turning it back on. And I, honestly, it wasn't even much of Patrick Mahomes last week against the Chargers. I mean, yes, he was phenomenal. He had a good stat line, but their receivers are wide open. I mean, Kelsey is just a freak. Tyreek Hill's a freak. I mean, they're just getting it done regardless. Um, so I have them at number one. I have the Packers at number two. It's hard not to put, you know, the team with the best record, um, not in my top two. I mean, you could argue they're number one as well, but um, they did play a really close game last week. So um, got to give the edge to Kansas City there. Um, number three, I'm going to put the Rams. Um, you know, I think the Rams are really holding themselves together. And, you know, with their guys coming back really healthy, you know, Cooper Cup, like we just mentioned, could be in the mix for MVP and Stafford is right there with them. Although Stafford's had a couple of crappy games this season, uh, that tandem is just one of the best that I've ever seen. I mean, Cooper Cup is just lighting it up and really happy to see the success that he's having there. And of course, that defense is, is stellar. Um, and then my number four team would be the Colts. I think they're on fire right now. I, wow. know their, I know their record doesn't really reflect that they're eight and six, but they are one of those teams that can, I think beat anybody in the league. I mean, they, they, in my opinion, have the number one or number two, uh, fantasy, not fantasy, sorry. Well, yes, fantasy, but the number one or number two favorite for the MVP and Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's lighting up the entire league right now. And they also have an amazing defense coached really well. 
Um, I think they're a team poised to make a good run here. Um, they knocked off New England last week, uh, putting an end to that streak that New England had. Um, so I have them at number four, and I, I do think that they're going to take care of business and end up winning this division. Um, we've been saying it, you know, for the past couple of weeks now that they're just, it's a matter of time before they take over that division. I think it happens this week. Mm-hmm. And then my number five team being the bucks, they had a miserable loss against the saints getting shut out nine and nothing on Sunday night football. Um, that was a big blow. Um, but they also lost Godwin for the season, tearing his ACL. Uh, they lost Fournette during that game. They lost Mike Evans during that game. So they're going to have to bring back Antonio Brown and they're going to have to make stuff happen here and get creative. I mean, I do have faith in Brady. It is Tom Brady, but that defense is also one of the best in the league. So you can't deny that, but they definitely slipped a little bit in the rankings for me at number five. Mm-hmm. Nice toss. I think that's a good, I think I will just yeah, comment yeah, on the list. A, it's a good, it it's a good a list. Excellent breakdown. I only have a, a couple variations. I've got your one and two flipped. Nick, I have, and go figure, I picked the Packers to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. I, I still have them um, at the number one slot. It has nothing to do with my, my pick at the beginning of the year, but how they're playing. They've won games without guys. They've won games with guys. They've got Jair back. Um, they've got you know Preston's there, and Zadarius is working his way back too. So Rashawn Gary has been awesome. Stokes has been fantastic. They, their defense really is very solid, um, and they've got Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, and now AJ Dillon's coming into his own. It's a nice guy you can spell with Jones going into the last few games of the season. So Jones can be healthy at full go going into the playoffs. Um, So they're still my pick to be number one in the NFL and also finish the season number one as Super Bowl champs. Uh, The Chiefs are second. I think that Nick Nick did a great job of you know explaining what's been going on with that team, the defense firing on all cylinders, and if Mahomes gets hot, you know watch out because it's lightning in a bottle with that guy, especially with the receiving weapons performing as they are guys, not dropping passes anymore. Like they were at the beginning of the season, Mahomes not forcing the issue and trying deep throws um, that just didn't work out and turned into interceptions three. I agree with you, Nick. I have the Rams there. I think it was really, really gutsy of them to win a game on a Tuesday night against a not very good Seattle team. But when, COVID stuff is happening with your team. Guys are going down and they still gritted out a win. That shows a lot to me about what this team has been put together to do and that they actually buy into that. Um, my fourth team is the Bucks. I think they were at the three for me, but because of this last week, they dropped down to the four. I'm just worried about injuries going forward. Godwin's out for good. How is, how is AB going to be filtered back in? Is he going to be healthy? Gronk could go out any minute. We know that. Like, Can Evans play every single week? Who knows? So there's a lot of question marks with that team, but you've got Brady. That's why they're at the four spot. And then for me, the Colts were a consideration. The Pats were a consideration. The Cardinals, I've been unimpressed with the last couple of weeks, and I don't trust a quarterback who hasn't been there before. I think the Cowboys come in at the fifth spot for me. Part of the reason is because now they have all of their defense healthy. Last week, they showed... Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and Randy Gregory on the front line. And it's it's a like it's a dynamite front. Parsons didn't even really have to do anything last game because let's not forget that Tank Lawrence is one of the top three pass rushers when he's healthy in the league. Top five, if you want to get nitpicky with it. I mean, that guy's a beast. Um, I may want to get nitpicky with you there. I but I <laughs> I I I love he the just has, he, he just hasn't been healthy, man. Like, yeah, you gotta stay on the field to be in those considerations, of course. But that defense has completely changed with him in the mix. We obviously know what Randy Gregory can do. Trayvon Diggs still has the most interceptions in the league. Um, Got 10. And, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. And then 
all you have to ask of the offense is to perform a little bit better because the offense has been pretty suspect the last couple of weeks. But if that gets hot, you've got Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, all the weapons are there. Cooper and CD. I mean, like this team is just, they're primed. They have the offensive line. They've got the whole package. So I think they're, they're there. They're right there. Fifth best team in the NFL. That I, that's why I have them at three. I have the chiefs at one. I'm with you, Nick. I think that it would have been great had Rodgers been able to play against Kansas City and we would have been able to see that maybe pre-Super Bowl duel and maybe that they, that kills the momentum of the Chiefs, but that doesn't happen. Chiefs get the momentum. Chiefs defense, Spagnuolo does this every year. He shores up the defense come midseason. The defense is playing super hot right now. And Mahomes has been awesome, but it's not been like MVP esoteric. This guy is the Greek god, Mike Trout Mahomes. He's been really good. He hasn't been the best quarterback in the league, but still they're putting up an exuberant amount of points. I, I They're their point differential is fantastic. I'm going with the Chiefs in a hair because I could flip flop any day. I think Rodgers, again, he's probably going to win the MVP. Devontae Adams is without question, despite Cooper Cup's numbers, the best wide receiver in football. And the defense has been great. I mean, again, we go back to that Chiefs game. They held the Chiefs to under 20 points. The Cowboys, for me, the kicker is, is like the defense has kind of been carrying them. Like the run game is like Pollard. Like, can we just start running Pollard at this point more because he's maybe better? Like, the receivers like Gallup hasn't been fully healthy. He's back now fully in the mix. Cooper, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper are back. Dak, yeah, after the injury, him coming back, he, he's been a little suspect. But once he gets hot, he gets hot. Tyron Smith has been an absolute beast. And Demarcus Lawrence, I'm going to not say he's a top five pass rusher because I don't even think he's the best pass rusher on his team, but he is phenomenal. Randy Gregory can't get out of his own way, but when he's on the field, he's very excellent. And Diggs is like, at what point are we going to stop throwing at this guy? Because he's picking off everything that comes his way. This defense is super sound. I have no problem going with the Cowboys at number three. I think it's almost weird that everyone is so heavily in on the Packers. The Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs have the easiest path because they are head and shoulders of Troy Palomalu, the best team in the AFC. There's no one in my eyes that holds a candle. Nick, you bring up the Colts. I like my Patriots a lot. I, I could lump the Chargers in there with them, the Bills. It's like any given Sunday after that point with a lot of these teams. I think the Chiefs have the, by far the easiest path, especially if it ends up going through Arrowhead. And then it, it's like pick your poison. Like I could get cute. I, I want to get cute and throw the Colts. I really want to get out of my mind and you know piss people off and go with the Niners because I think the Niners at full tilt are excellent especially with the way they're utilizing Debo. I mean, kudos to Shanahan and Arthur Smith of like really reinventing the wheels. I mean, Debo Samuel was not a, I mean, Debo Samuel kind of was a guy who was lost in their diamond in the rough last season because he was hurt, but he's really reinvented the wheel and he's taking the training wheels off and he's using them the best he can and getting the ball in the hands of his best player. And Cordero Patterson has been a return guy his entire career. He's a four, Patterson's a four-time All-Pro and people don't realize that. One of the best kick returners of all time. But Arthur Smith in Patterson's age 30 season has finally figured out how to use the guy. And kudos to those guys for using them properly. But it is the Rams and the Bucks. Pick your poison. I mean, the Godwin injury is detrimental. The Fournette injury is horrible. That's a major blow to the Bucks. He's been not only has he been a good running back, he's been great. For Brady is the supreme check down, he's a check down lord. And Fournette's his guy there. Rojo can't do that. I mean, are we gonna who are we gonna see come back in the mix there? Um hey, this time Keish- Bell. Keyshawn Vaughn has you know, there's always been a lot of hype around him, so it's his time to shine. Let's see if yeah. he can step up in that role. 
Absolutely. I just think the Bucks Rams are right there, but I love the Colts pick. I I wish the Chargers won last week, so I don't have so I could have put the Packers at the top and I could have put the Chargers to five. I really wanted that to happen. And had the Chargers hung on, I don't think there would have been a question of me making that the order. Um, yeah. but right now I'll start off with a dark horse. And I do think that dark horse team for me is the Los Angeles Chargers if they get in the playoffs. That is not a team, that is not a quarterback you want to face in the playoffs. No, I agree. I, I also think that we're not going to see too many changes um, to the current playoff picture, honestly. I think that as it stands right now, it's it probably is going to look very similar when playoff time comes, just because of the fact that a lot of the teams that already hold spots in the playoffs as of right now have pretty easy schedules coming up. I mean, you look at the Chargers' upcoming schedule, they play the Texans next week, right? They've got the Broncos and they've got the Raiders. I mean, no, those are not gimmies. They lost against the Broncos, but Teddy Bridgewater's out now, and I don't think they're going to drop two against the Broncos, and it's that one's also at home, whether that's a home game or not for the Chargers. Um, I think the only team, well, maybe there's two teams, that really take steps back in the AFC picture are the Titans, just because I believe they're probably going to take an L against the 49ers. And I do think the Colts are going to make their way up, but I don't think they're going to drop out of the playoff picture. And then the Bengals, the Bengals have a really tough schedule coming up. They've got the Ravens, they've got the Chiefs, and they've got the Browns. I mean, those are, that's probably the toughest three games slate anyone has to play within the next three games. Um, so just looking at that, um, I don't think there's going to be much change here. I mean, I, th- I think the Chiefs lock up their position. I think the Pats, uh, you know, will be fine uh, unless the Bills come soaring and, you know, just wallop them. Um, I think the Colts end up winning their division. Um, you know, the Chargers look pretty good, honestly, um, to, to stay in that that wild card position. And like, like you just said, I mean, I definitely think they're a dark horse as well. They have capability to beat any team when they're fully healthy. And I don't think the Bengals do. I'm not entirely sure the Ravens can go all the way. Actually, I don't think they can at all because health is just a question and they're a mismatch every other game. I think the Chargers, when consistent and firing on all cylinders, can pretty much beat anybody in the AFC but the Chiefs. They have beat the Chiefs. They have beat the Chiefs already. So there you go. So like they can pretty much beat anybody on any given time. They beat them in Arrowhead. So they can pretty much beat anyone. so So did the Raiders last year. And we thought that that game meant something. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders are like the biggest mess of an organization. I yeah, mean, this was last year. This was yeah, last year. They always are, though. The Jag, I mean, the Jag, I mean, probably the Jags are realistically. The Jags are just an absolute gong show and nothing short of pathetic. Um, there's, there are times we were talking with our friend, shout out to Adam Lazar White. He called me the other day last night, was trying to sit down and have a ramen, ramen meal with my family had to get a late start on that because we're talking some football and he goes, do you think you could be a GM in the NFL? And then my whole life, I've always poo poo people who have said that. And there are certain moves that I see guys make, especially on draft day. There's certain contracts I figure I, 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 that are thrown out that maybe not by myself, but like hypothetically the three of us, like the TCS team was like, all right, we're going to GM this together. Like I know for certain that I'm not taking Travis Etienne a running back in the first round injury or not when I have the first overall pick. So that, that much I, I already know. But I think that this Chargers team, I mean, Bunce Boses, they just need everyone healthy and in the mix. The COVID thing obviously is killing everybody, but they need everyone healthy and in the mix. Bosa is like, again, talk about underrated guy that doesn't, for some reason, though he's a big name, big pick, doesn't get enough. Like neither of the Bosa brothers weirdly get a lot of love. Like I'm not, they're not the Watts per se, but they're pretty dang close. Like they should be mentioned in the mix as some of the best brother duos it- in sports. I think it also comes down to being able to stay on the field, right? I mean, Joey Bosa's not even playing this week because of COVID, but 
he has had injury problems in the past, and so is Nick. So a lot yeah. of it just comes down to playing. And you look at JJ, of course, he hasn't had the healthiest of his career within the last few years either. But when he started off his career, he was very healthy. Three-time defensive player of the year, which is like, holy smokes. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I do, I do think that the powers that be media in the NFL, when Nick Bose is healthy, he's, he's always talked about. He's yeah, always talked about right there with TJ. Really? I also, Really? Yeah, I, th- okay. I think it's TJ one Bosa two. That's generally how it goes. I also believe that Garrett during and Garrett, during, those three so, guys. So, so this, this will go into my argument right here. I believe that when JJ started his career and he won the three defensive player of the years, the amount of players on his level weren't as much as they are these days. Now you've got miles Garrett, you've got Bosa, you've got Watt, you've got um, Donald, right? You've got Khalil Mack. I mean, there's so many Parsons who probably will end up winning it this year. Like there are so many guys who are capable of winning it and they're dominant. Wow. You think Parsons is going to win? I mean, I'm, I'm actually, it's not crazy. He totally could, but you think he's like, he would be your favorite right now. I'd say him or Diggs. I'd say I think it's going to be a cowboy. I mean, I mean, he's got ten interceptions, right? He's got three games left. He has an opportunity to set the franchise record for interceptions. I throw an, I threw a magic number out for JT rushing touch or total touchdowns in the for Jonathan Taylor to win the MVP. My my magic number is 20, 20, 25. If he supersedes twenty five, I think Jonathan Taylor wins the MVP. If if Diggs has twelve picks, he's winning the defensive player of the year. Agreed. You can't not give twelve picks. He's nuts. 12. Yeah, I just I looked at it the other day. I was looking at quarterbacks because obviously quarterbacks get more love in the MVP always, race. Always. Rodgers is 30 to four. I mean, like he's like he's top six in yardage. It's just it's how can you not give it to him right now? Like if he just continues throughout the rest of the season and he throws for two or three touchdowns every single game and he has one pick more like he's just so good. He never turns the ball over and he wins and that matters. It yeah. has to. I will if they say, have the best record. I will say yeah. back to, to, to the Diggs point. Antonio Camardi did have 10 picks his second season in the league with the Chargers, um, and he did not win defensive player of the year. <laughs> Who won that year? Uh, I have to check. Let's, let's, uh, you let's checked. We have a couple minutes left. I want to say, though, I think the cornerback position is valued differently. Like, the cornerbacks, it's more acceptable for them to win the award. It, they really try. Like I'm looking yeah, at course. who's I'm looking at who's won the award in the past right now because I was like I was trying to give you pushback on your defensive player of the year status, Nick. Like, but like Von, as as much as I love Von Miller and Richard Sherman, like Aaron Donald is arguably better. I mean, he I think he's better than JJ Watt in my opinion. I think he's the best defensive player like I maybe have ever seen. Yeah, I mean, but I- you're looking at like. Free safety Ed Reed, who was a Hall of Famer's Hall of the probably the best free safety of all time. So that year that Cromartie had those picks, 20, 2007. Yeah. Uh Bob Sanders won defensive player of the year. Bob, I that is a random one. Yeah, that is a weird is that is and weird. he only had two picks that season, but he had 97 tackles. Um, he had one fumble recovery. I mean, honestly, I'm looking at this and like I don't really know exactly why he won it, but he must have been filthy. Yeah, I mean, he, Bob Sanders was good. I mean, that Colts team is good, obviously. I, I think Diggs is a – I don't think – I think TJ Watt, I think Garrett didn't have a great game last game, and that hurts him. Um, and I, I would really if, – if Diggs gets 12 picks, 12 is a crazy number. It is. Expect, he's going against – like look, there's no other – he's going against the best guy. 
There's no other way. And they have to throw to your best guy nowadays. Like you have to trust your best wide receiver. You're, you know, I think it's, I think it's pretty remarkable how much of a home run the Cowboys, the Cowboys, first of all, for the Cowboys, kudos to them. CeeDee Lamb fell right in their lap. Micah Parsons should have been a top five pick. No question. Probably we say should have been the second overall pick I've been saying. And Diggs is a second round pick, not even a first rounder. These guys are falling into their laps and they're just playing the waiting game and taking these guys and dominating the draft and, and just by sitting pretty. I mean, it, it is pretty phenomenal. Uh, are there any other dark horses? We have one minute, guys. Just throw out a quick team that you want to throw out. Um, I, think you, I think you mentioned it, did I hit it? already. The, the 49ers, to me, have to be a dark horse because they've been yeah. there before. They've got a great defense. They're clicking on, on all cylinders offensively right now. Jimmy G, when he looks good, he looks really good. He takes care of the ball. And they run the ball well. It doesn't even matter who it is. Jeff Wilson, Debo, you know, eventually they'll get Elijah Mitchell back, who's been fantastic this year. I just think that they're a tough out. Always. Always tough out. Scheme is great. Nick, give me one before we rock. I mean, we've already touched on it a couple of times. I mean, I think I think the Colts, you know, I mean, they're they're technically a wild card team right now, but I, I just think that they played the game correctly on every side of the ball and they've been able to stay pretty healthy and um, they're hot right now. Yeah, they're hot. Speaking of hot, we're hot right now. And Merry Christmas to everybody <laughs> and a happy new year with the charity stripe, Joshua Fisher, Alexander Sopolis, Nicholas Snacks, Kreider, hit your free throws, cousin free. We'll see you next week. Biachi, we love you. Happy holidays. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the charity stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the mightier 1090 a.m. SoCal Sports Talk. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.